0: microphone check does my mic sound nice yes it does welcome to another episode of it's about damn time i'm jared Dam, and this week i have another dope conversation with another dope individual but before i introduce my guests i'm doing something really cool well i think it's cool It's my birthday month, so to celebrate my entrance into my 41st year, I created a playlist of my life soundtrack, 40 songs that capture the very essence of my 40 years of life thus far, the highs, the lows, the love, the heartbreak, the silliness. Take the ride with me, y'all, because it is, it's quite the adventure. Now, if you want to check out the playlist, just go to thewholedamshow.com, and I'll have it prominently promoted there on the site. Or you can go to Spotify and search The Whole Damn Show. That's D-A-W-H-O-L-E-D-A-M-N-S-H-O-W. Now, it's about damn time that I spoke to my good friend Tashanda. Sean is really paving her own way right now. She created an online boutique called Pretty Girl Teak, all while showing her zest for life, travel, and inner peace that most of us haven't achieved. Sean and I get into a discussion on how she got here. It hadn't always been easy. Inner demons, toxic relationships, business struggles, she's faced them all and battled through. Now, what pushed her in this positive direction? And what was her turning point? I know. It sounds intriguing, right? Well, I'm not going to hold you any longer. So sit back, relax, listen to Sean and me. It's about damn time. I've
1: been money for all my ten years, and this tale ends with me on Dusty. And all of its glory here
0: I tell my story. It's been a long time, like it has for real, <laughs> And and it's really weird because we live in the same town, like,
1: yes. See, you know how that that's really weird how that happens. You can live in the same town and mean to catch up and then it's just like, yeah, then two years goes by.
0: <laughs> yeah. I don't even know how many years it's been. Like, um, like just being getting prepared for this. I always think about where did I first meet the person and how and how we first start interacting. And of and of course it was a uh it was on the floor um <laughs> being agents in the call center um where we met. Which seems like so yes. long ago. Like it seems like a lifetime ago.
1: It does. Um, I think, I feel like it was. It's been yeah. like a whole lifetime. A lot has happened.
0: Yeah. <laughs> now, I would be remiss if I didn't tell the story of how, as I was a lead on the floor, you know, just trying to make my way off the phones, and you had a supervisor call, and I'm like, I hate taking supervisor browser calls, but you know it's Tashanda, so all right, cool, whatever. All right, so <laughs> I'm like, "What's up?" And then she was like, "This person won't get off my phone. I can't pull up her account. I don't know what's going on." Blah blah blah. You can't pull up her. All right, so talking to this woman, she is mad. She's angry. Y'all didn't charge me this amount of money. Blah blah blah. I'm like, "Well, man, we ain't pull up your account." I I mean, I checked by her zip code. I checked by her social. I checked by her account number. All. Finally, I was like, well give me your no. I said, finally, give me your account number. She gave me your account number, ma'am. That's not even one of our account numbers. She's like, Yes, it is. It is your account number. I've been I've been with Georgia Power for like 20. 20- Wait, ma'am, ma'am. I remember
1: that. <laughs> I
0: remember that.
1: Oh my gosh. I do. That yeah. Like ma'am, you, this is not Georgia Power.
0: It's not Georgia Power, ma'am. This is not. Yeah. Um, but besides on, yes. that, then call, <laughs> which I just looked at you, you were like,
1: sorry. I'm sure I got on your nerves. Oh my God.
0: <laughs> no, I was I was annoyed. I probably would been, if it wasn't you, I probably would have been like really like pissed off. But I was like, Ugh. It took it took me 15 minutes to figure out this she was with power, Powell, so I couldn't really trip that much. So oh my God. <laughs> me, but, <laughs> but regardless of all that, when, when I first met you, I, I've always seen you as um, you know, just this beautiful, talented um person that that could pretty much do anything she wanted to do. And Thank you. um you know, obviously a lot of people are drawn to you in that regard, but I always felt like we had a special bond because, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I just, you have a really big heart. And, and I can tell, I can tell that about, by, by the way you interact with your friends and the way you interact with your family, you're like super loyal. Um, and, and that for me, I can relate because I have this big heart. And it tends to get me in trouble. <laughs>
1: Agreed, right? It's yeah. that that's that's a thing. You are absolutely right. And I think a lot of people listening to this conversation that actually know me will be like, oh yeah, <laughs> that's
0: her. Yeah. <laughs> and it and it's it's like the gift and the curse because it, it almost you know like derails you from your goals and stuff. So absolutely. talk that to me a little happen. bit about that. Talk to me about how because for me, when I when I go hard for somebody and I'm so, so loyal with somebody, I push, push my blogs, me doing a podcast. It took five years for me to start doing this. Um, I, you know, anything that I was trying to do in life, I'm I'm attaching myself to their dream and I want it more than they want it. And I end up getting short in the stick. So talk, talk to me, you know, a little bit on how it is for you and how it affects you as far as like jobs and relationships and friendships and things of that nature.
1: Well, so you've pretty much wrapped up a lot of me in that small statement, right? <laughs> because I am um, extremely loyal to a fault. And, you know, over the years, I've had to realize that a lot of that was um, because I had certain insecurities. And, um, you know, there were certain things that that I didn't feel like I could accomplish accomplish on my own. So I had to attach myself somewhere else, right? And that looked like helping somebody else fulfill their dreams or helping someone else get through situations that they were getting through. Um, In the midst, you lose yourself, you know. Um, But, you know, I've done a lot of growing. I've had to come to the realization that, you know, you are the only one that's going to do what you do and is going to, you know, protect you and provide for you and ultimately um, build your own foundation and future. So, you know, I had to have a lot of come to Jesus situations where I had to sit down and realize where I was, um, kind of who um, who I was and whose I was. You know, so and, and that um, helped me get through a lot of difficult times when it comes to work. I've always done well. Right. Um, somehow um, I always thrive in, in situations and I attach myself to people and um that are usually high profile or you know within the business my mentor is a vice president um of human resources you know I I attached myself to her learned a lot grew a lot um you know so networking has always been easy because you know that whole loyal loyal part of me and also the the um, big heart of me is seen by a lot of people and you know they kind of gravitate to me yeah. Oddly. yeah. Um, you know, because of that. So, you know, I luckily have had a lot of great opportunities and, you know, on the work front, uh, when it comes to relationships, not so lucky. <laughs> 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 not so lucky. Um, you know, that when you're talking about just how you are as an individual, some people see certain things in you and they play on that. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was in a situation or a relationship for about um let me just go back to the beginning about six years. Jeez. I was in a relationship, and in that relationship, I was completely um, being led by the person I was with, right? It mm-hmm. was oh yeah, you know i I have things I want to do, but you know your your goals are my priority because I want you to be happy, you know and I did that for some years.
0: I remember that because I, I would I would check periodically check in with you. And I, I never had mm-hmm. a chance to meet that individual, but I would periodically check in with you. And then I'd be like, So what are you doing? Cause I'm always wanting to know what my friend's doing. Cause I like to siphon their energy on their passion or whatever they're doing. And, I, and I'll and i work on it with my stuff. And you were like, Yo, I'm, I'm going hard for, for for this person. I'm like, I'm doing this, I'm doing this, I'm doing this. And I'm like, the
1: fuck
0: is she doing oh. <laughs> what's happening
1: right right i i was i was you know in that relationship i realized okay you know what this is not for me you know and there were some things that i um that i, I realized about myself right and just speaking candidly that was a relationship with my ex i was a female um so at the end of that relationship what i realized was that just is not my cup of tea forever Mm. right although i respect her as an individual um love her very much we're still really good friends to this day i just know that that was not my forever you know and i had to i had to walk away from that situation um but that was just one part of my coming into me
0: right (laughs) right right. because i (laughs) i remember i remember that breakup and um you know, you, you were trying to rediscover yourself and refocus and just figure out, you know, your, you know, your perspective on things. Cause all mm-hmm. right, you know, I just had I just ended this relationship with a with a with a woman. And, you know, now do I do I even want to still go to that direction? Do I even want to just, you know, do I want to go a different direction? Do I want to be by myself for a while? So I, I remember the coming of age um part in that. And um, because, you know, I, I tried to shoot my shot. Um, but whatever, 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 whatever. I missed it by that much. And then, and so then you got it too. Why do I just, every week I'm, I'm saying to somebody how I try to shoot my shot. Like I hear my first episode of this season, I was talking about the person that I, that I talked to in like fifth grade. I was like, yo, she didn't like me. Anyway, anyway, you can listen to the when it comes out. Um, but... I did I do remember you re-rediscovering yourself, but it felt like um you got you kind of got comfortable again when you when you went through a couple more relationships. So so tell me how how you discovered yourself, but you kind of fell back into old habits. Talk to me about that.
1: Yeah, so um after that relationship, what I should have actually done, you know, in hindsight, you know, you learn things later on, but what I should what I should have done for myself was sit down. Mm-hmm. Take some time and heal, right? Because what I didn't know was that I did not have, I wasn't equipped emotionally the way I, I thought I was. So I, I found myself in another situation. Um, this one lasted about five years. And um, I found myself taking care of a man mm. and, you know, and again, catering to the things that he wanted and making. Sure, he was happy. And in the meantime, my dreams are falling by the wayside, you know. And so in that relationship, I started, um, I started a business. Um, and it was it was I was doing chocolate covered treats. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I ever did I ever did you ever have I don't know if you've ever had any I, I never had, treats, had but one. They it,
0: but they look <laughs> delicious. Like I kept seeing Instagram, but um, at that point yeah. in time I didn't really have a well, I had a I, I, I have a boo, but I had a boo because I, I had a wife, but we, you know. Well, it, up, Kim. Yes.
1: Yeah. I remember Kim.
0: Yeah.
1: Um yeah. So, so I had at that time in that relationship so very sweet. And you know, things were going really, really, really well. It was taking off. Um, but I needed help, right? I needed my partner to help me. And in that relationship, um he was not available for that you know he didn't know how because there was so many things that he had on his plate to do and try to get himself together um that he couldn't really help me you know and again being very candid I can't say his name but you know he was in the street right. and you know he was he was in the streets and he did some time and when he came home I was like listen you have zero options at this point to continue to be in the street because I have things to lose. Right. Right. So, you know, I need your help with my business. And, um, he's like, that's not my dream. That's your dream. And that kind of, it kind of broke me, but then it also kind of, it shook me a little bit and it just made me realize, you know, not everybody's going to go hard for you. Like you go for them.
0: Right. And, No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: That really just woke woke me up, you know, and that helped me realize, like, okay, am I in the right place? You know, Mm -hmm. because I've been doing a lot for this relationship and I go really hard for this man. And all I ask for you to do is help me with this business I'm trying to build that could turn into something big for both of us. And you say that's not your dream, it's mine.
0: So that's for me, two things kind of pops up when When you talk about that, like one, it's kind of a complete 180 on on how you were doing in that first relationship you talked about where you, you know, because I remember you talked about modeling, you talked about doing a lot of different things Mm -hmm. and then all of that stopped and you were just invested in that person's dream because, because you believed in them so much. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so for some, for it's, I just had a conversation with somebody like the other day. There is nothing like being in a relationship with somebody who completely supports your dream. And yes, it, it is your dream, but I I'm going to go hard for you on your dream, just as hard as you're going if if you if I want you to go hard for me on mine, and we create this this power couple, this relationship, we pushing each other. We're, you know, we're encouraging each other, we're nurturing each other when we get down. And and a lot of people. When they're in relationships. They don't know how to do that. Either they, mm-hmm. they completely separate, where it's like, no, this this is not my this is not my dream. I ain't doing that. Or or they just they so consumed with their own stuff. Or they they think they think, hey, just simply hitting like and double tapping a post is supposed I supported you. Yes. I double tap and I did three emoji. I heart eye, right. eye, eye faces. <laughs> uh, okay, <laughs> thanks. So so that there's seven other people right here, but I live right. with you. like I'm literally you know, having it
1: crazy. How how the people that don't really know you like that, and you know, don't know you personally, a lot of times are the people that support you the most, right? You know, like I experienced that, like by word of mouth, my my so Berry sweet business was taken off, and it was a lot of people that I did not know that was that were my biggest supporters, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but eventually I had to stop because I did not, I wasn't, um, I didn't have the support that I needed at the time.
0: And then you were pulled in two different directions then, as I remember, because I think I, I think I remember calling you, um, while he was locked up and, and I could tell your energy was was just focused in just in that one direction. But you had you had your business. You were like, yeah, I'm doing this with my business. I, I, I'm, I'm going visit him like, you know, every week or every two weeks. I forgot how the frequency, but it was every it was month. a lot. Yeah. Right. And it so was you go-
1: every month, every a weekend out of every month, I was driving six hours one way to visit him. I had every two weeks he had, when I got paid, he got paid. <laughs> That's wow. <how> it went. <laughs> yeah.
0: You you are ride or die.
1: Unfortunately, that was me. It is no longer, (laughs) (laughs) no longer.
0: (laughs) Well, good, good. Talk to me about that. So, tell me about your your breaking point in that sense. So, your business you you had to you had to shut down the berry business because because Mm -hmm. because it was too much demanding on you. He's he's coming home. You just had this this whole conversation about let's start working on this. We can't mess up. You know, we're now cohabitating this, things of that nature. But it still went on for a little while. So tell me about when, when it hit the breaking point for you when you was like, nah, I can't keep doing this.
1: So, um, you know, business with the business was, was good. I also, at the same time, I was simultaneously working a full-time job um, with government and I was making good money, right? Mm-hmm. So one of the things I wanted to accomplish for myself was to buy a house. So I did that, you know, in that relationship, I, I said, you know what? I need something for me. And I I worked hard. I, um, I got a house built and I've been in my house since I closed 2019, like October 2019 uh, on my house. He moved in with me. Um, but I quickly realized that, you know, I was actually at a turning point. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't turning with me, so we had a conversation that you know kind of has to be, has to be it. But I still had a lot of healing to do, even in this relationship. So I realized something from you know the first relationship with my ex girlfriend, and I learned something from this relationship of five years with him. And then now, as I'm ending it, I move right into another relationship with the narcissist.
0: Okay, this one I don't know about. Like this one. <laughs> so this one's brand new for me. I have no prep work whatsoever. The last one that I knew in my head was, was the five-year guy. All right, so so tell me about the narcissist.
1: The narcissist was the smoothest, most handsome, educated man I had dated, right? He was a little younger than me, but it's kind of like, oh, I can see myself growing with him, right? Um, he had no children. He was, you know, still studying he was at Georgia Tech at the time. And, you know, we started courting, right? He started courting me. So we're dating and we're having fun together. Um, but slowly I started realizing the possessiveness. And, you know, it's it's like, okay, well, where you go, I go. And when you get there, if I'm not there, you let me know where you are. And, you know, so to a a mind that was still healing and, you know, I had gone through a lot emotionally and I had also, you know, there was some childhood abuse. Right. So there were a lot of things that I had to overcome. And in this situation, there was something new for me to have learned. And, um, you know, I didn't recognize what he was doing was really controlling my life. Right. I thought it was, oh, you care. You yeah. care about me. You love me. <laughs> you want to protect me. So you want to know where you where I am at all times. So, yeah, sure. I'll share my location with you indefinitely. <laughs> right.
0: Oh, yeah. Been
1: there. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> it was just it was, you know, that way. But eventually um you know I was being brainwashed you know it, everything became a problem um and I'm be honest with you the reason I have braces today is because of him in that relationship he um he's like you know don't you want to get your teeth fixed and I'm like oh, there's no problem with my teeth like you know I might have a small gap here and like one small adjustment here but what do you mean you know it, then it, be, it became like aesthetics that were, that was a problem. Oh, your weight. Now your weight is a problem, but you met me this way.
0: Right. Right.
1: So now let's go to the, okay. That's normally okay. Right. That's, that's typically all right. When you're not in a situation where, <clears throat> when, you, when you're not in a situation where somebody is constantly right. nitpicking at things right. about you. You know, it's one thing to lovingly say like, "Hey, babe, I see you. Got, you gaining a couple pounds. Let's go to the gym. I'm gonna work out with you, right?" It it was you're nitpicking at what I look like, my teeth, my skin, my weight, my hair, you know, um, and a lot of different things. So, I that relationship lasted for about a year, wow. and I noticed how mentally broken down like i had allowed him to 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 like break me like
0: like give me an example of that
1: it was like certain things i became i I started making excuses for like oh yeah you know he might have said that i need to lose weight but i really do you know or yeah he might have said my hair um you know doesn't need to be this color but honestly it's not professional or you know yeah um, he might've said my teeth needs, like, I could really like do something different in my teeth, but really, yeah, I don't really like this gap boy, anyway. you know, like a lot of the things that he was trying to to do mentally, I started accepting and unknowingly, I was really beating myself down and that became, that became a big problem.
0: Wow. So how did your, your friends and your family, you know, you know, take that in the, the was it a situation where, um, being that controlling narcissist, that you were isol- you start isolated away from your fa- uh, friends and family, or how did they how did they initially react to how you how you shifted in that year?
1: Oh, absolutely. So I wasn't going out with them. I I was that girl. Now I went from the social butterfly to the mm-hmm. homebody. Yeah. And everybody was like, "What's wrong with you?" like you what do you mean you're not coming out what do you mean you're not coming to dinner what do you mean you're not coming home to South Carolina like why right and why is this person always with you why can't we just have moments with you you know it it did become that and a lot my family and friends they noticed it they noticed it before I did because I was making excuses right but it's like from the outside looking in they saw everything that I was, that I couldn't see. And fortunately I have some really amazing family, really amazing friends and close friends that would not give up on me, you know? So even though they saw me kind of straying away and distancing myself, they were like, no, no more. My best friend, (laughs) she's like, no, bitch, you're going to answer this phone. No, you're going to, you're going to answer this call okay, I'm going to pull up on you. You know, she didn't, she never gave up on me. So I think it's important really to have a support system, especially when you're dealing with a narcissistic person, because when you're isolated like that, you start beating yourself up and things become hard when you're trying to deal with them on your own.
0: Right? You
1: know, you're trying to deal with and kind of work through your own thoughts when you have somebody over here constantly, you're trying, I'm trying to work through my thoughts, but then he's over here still trying to feed things into my brain. And, and those become your
0: thoughts too. And, and and the thoughts that were in your head, they're non-existent because all you hear is him.
1: All I hear is him, right? Everything that he said is Bible, you know, everywhere, you know, he wanted to go is where we went. Whatever he wanted to do is what we did. Those are, that became my life. Yeah. Right. So, That was that probably lasted for like a year until I said, you know what, I can't do this anymore. Like there I'm I'm losing myself and I felt me losing myself. But what I also learned was that I was allowing I was not allowing as much time to pass before I started finally recognizing the red flags. Right. So, you know, I went from like six years situations, like five years and I'm down to like one year. (laughs) I mean, that's and, progress. <laughs> it was, it was, it was very small progress, but it was progress to me. But
0: all right, so <laughs> <laughs> it was progress. <laughs> so, all right, I want to use I want to use the term that you use because because when I, I originally asked the question, I was like, okay, what was the breaking point? But I like what you said. You didn't say breaking point. You said turning point, and 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 I want to I want to highlight that. So. In that year relationship with the narcissist, you you said that you just, just you know, undecided and just figured out like, OK, I, I can't do this no more. Like, was there, was there a, a major life thing that happened was it just an epiphany? You woke up in the, uh, one morning and was just like, you know what? Not today. I mean, like, so, <laughs> so what was it that just made you just the light just come on?
1: It was a buildup, honestly. Because what I what I again found myself doing was taking care of another man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I carried over from that previous relationship. What I said I would never do was take care of another dude. Right. right. So now I'm in this situation. Smart dude. You know, <clears throat> he has goals. He has plans. And it's like, oh, I want to be that supportive person, that loyal, supportive, big hearted person that I always am. Right. I want to be that for him. And I started feeling uh, like I was being taken advantage of, so that started to to sit in, and I just started mm-hmm. recognizing that this looked a lot like my last relationship, you know, minus the streets. But you know, like it started, it started mirroring a lot of the things that I had gone through with my last relationship. So, and then um, I did, you know, do some snooping, and I went through his phone. And he was talking to other chicks.
0: Mm-hmm. So now he's so, controlling you and then you 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 have isolated yourself with him but he's still out there doing whatever. Absolutely.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And I mean that just taught me like you could give the give a man anything and everything that he asks you for and do and just be this perfect person and he will still go and find the next good thing. First you know anybody, that. I, I learned that, you know, with with yeah. him but Like that was like the buildup was. It started looking a lot like my last relationship, and I just wanted out. And it was difficult because he didn't let it go easy. (laughs) He didn't. He was showing up to my house. Um, Yeah, it got ugly, and um, I mean, it didn't get physical or anything like that. But you know, just the calls and the showing up because you know, a narcissist once they realize they can't control you anymore. Oh, what's the problem? it's a big problem it's like no I gotta reel you back in like what are you doing you're going too far pull the leash back (laughs) you know and I just I wasn't for it so um I left that situation and I had one more situation before I really woke up
0: oh so wait it's turn after turn after turning point okay (laughs)
1: exactly it's a lot you know and unfortunately I was I'm one of those people that it's, it's almost like I gotta be tortured before I get it I'm, you I'm know, I'm the same way. you know, I and that's what yeah. I have to, I have to say that. Like I, I had to be, I had to see certain things that hurt me to a point where I had to let go, or I had to feel certain things that hurt me to a point where I had to let go. Like I just, I do that, or I did that to myself, because um, I do have to give myself credit for where I am now. Like I, I did that to myself.
0: But I, I think it's, I think it's important to remember for, before you tell me about this the, 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 the last situation that was the turning 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 point um, I think it's important to remember like I'm glad that you' giving yourself grace six years, five years a year, however, however time this, this, this last one was, you just, you decided you woke up and decided that okay, all this build up LI situation, bam, I'm making this change. And, mm-hmm. and once you had it in your head, it didn't matter what the other person was trying to do. You, 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 you decided for yourself that this is what you want out of life. You have to understand how freaking incredible and powerful that is.
1: But yeah, that is extremely freeing.
0: Yeah. I mean, cause you know, I look it, for, for me to get to a breaking point. I mean, to a turning point I had to like, like, now granted, I got, you know, my emotional and mental health issues aside, but I it, it took a lot. It's, it's, I mean, I, I talk about it a lot on, you know, other podcasts and blogs, like, you know, blogs that I've done, but just to go through wherever I, if, if I, whether I was in the hospital or whether I, I was just at the end of my rope and I just want to take my life or whatever, I had to sit there and it had to be like super dramatic. Like I'm sitting in awe of you for just waking up, assessing everything man. like. Oh,
1: thank nah, you. Thank nah.
0: you. Yeah, that's thank strange. you. That's real. And
1: strange. I I honestly it it was <clears throat> and I, I think people need to understand that you do have to extend yourself grace. Not everybody's journey is gonna look the same. Mm-hmm. I personally had to go through certain things because I just allow my heart to be so big and open for people. And I, I really expect <clears throat> that, excuse me, people will do the same things for me that I do for them. I had to learn that. But it just sometimes it takes longer for some people to, to really get it than others. But that doesn't mean you're never going to get it or, you know, you're, you're never going to get to your goals because of it. You know, you just you really have to stay patient, stay prayerful. And what I've had to do was learn to appreciate my journey mm. because mine isn't going to look like my best friends or you know, my sisters or family or other friends, like it's not, I'm I'm not that tough individual that gets it all the time, the first time. And that's okay. Right. But it, it has made me the woman I am now. True. And I can appreciate that.
0: All right. So, so tell me about this, this, this last one. This is after the, the narcissist.
1: This yeah. So-
0: the, the super turning point.
1: Yeah. So this this situation is really what woke me up and said, OK, Sean, like, what the hell are you doing right, with your life? What are you doing? So I find myself now, again, jumping into I did not in any of this, my previous relationships give myself a time, time to heal. So I jumped into something else. And this situation looked like um, it was a guy that was perfect and. You know, he had his career, he had his own house, his own car. So that means he makes his own money. Right. So that's one thing I don't have to worry about, because in my last situations, they had a lot of what he had, but they didn't have money like that. Right. So now I have this as my requirement. You have to make your own money at this point. (laughs) You know, Um. so he was making money. He didn't have any children, has his own house, has his own vehicle. Um, and attractive um, and a nice guy, seemingly. Um, We dated um, for about six months and I realized it was it was not what I expected. And I quickly recognized, um, you know, within that six months that this isn't where I want to be and this isn't my forever. He is not Capable of giving me the things that I deserve and, um, or supporting my goals. And I walked away from it. But in that situation, I started, um, you know, I started my business and you know, he was supportive of my business. I was supportive of his business. He was also an entrepreneur. Okay. And, you know, so we were supportive of each other's dreams, right? But we just were not good people for each other. I was in a, Place where I wanted to be married, I'm ready to have children. You know, I want my business to take off, I want to do all these, you know, uh, amazing movie things <laughs> and movie scene things. And he wasn't ready for that.
0: Okay, <laughs> so this is way different from everything else, it just was a compatibility issue. Like, at this, well, y'all at different stages of, of, of each of, of, of lives, right? Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and so. Some sometimes, um, and you can. I want you to expound upon this. Sometimes, assessing that and walking away from that type of relationship may be harder than the previous ones. And it's because it's it's no glaring problem that you can be like, okay, I can't take this particular problem anymore. And I think a lot of people suffer through that. I know personally, I have dealt in being in relationships where because there was no glaring major problem i just stayed in it because i mean if i can't identify what what the major problem is then it's it's just me and i need to fix it which is really really wrong and bad that's so so wrong (laughs)
1: because
0: because you just enduring but i used to be
1: that way because you you really you make yourself the problem you allow yourself to be the problem, right? Mm. And as, for as long as you do that, you're allowing certain situations to enter into your life. And I could never like once I realized I was allowing myself to be to be the problem and, and kind of, you know, I was an advocate for it. It's like, oh yeah, sure. It's really not that bad. It's just this, right? It's it's just he does this. It's just he does that. Right. And I can forgive it because it's really not that serious. Cause he has all these other great qualities. Right. I'll accept that, right? But what I should have been doing in hindsight was saying, you know what, that is not what I want, what I expect, what I deserve, and walk away. Right. But I was allowing it because I was a culprit too. Mm-hmm. I was a part of the problem. But in this situation, he was um, he was a player.
0: Mm.
1: You know, and I don't think I'm an ugly girl, you know. I know I'm not an ugly girl. Okay, okay, correct it.
0: <laughs> correct it, because I'm about to get on with you. Woo! I was about to get on you. All right.
1: But you you know, there's I'm I'm very humble. You know what I'm saying? So I know it's always a chick outfit. It's bad. And this is better than you. And you know, maybe a little more pretty. But um he was basically talking to other women. I discovered that he was still on social dating sites. He was still um, entertaining, not just talking to, but entertaining other other women. It even got to the point where I was going through his iPad because I'm like, yeah, this nigga is tripping. <laughs> what he really got going on? So one day I went through his iPad and I found a whole lot. Mm. And, you know, it, that moment is again, that was me breaking me. Right. That was me saying, all right, you got to see it to hurt to move on. Right. That was what I needed to see to feel that hurt, to be able to move on from him. Um, but it was the most difficult move on I've ever experienced.
0: I can, imagine. I can imagine. It was.
1: And yeah, I, but from that, I, what I said was, you know what? I want something different. I want what I want and I'm going to do what I need to do to make sure I get it. So I'm going to start manifesting certain things into my life. Mm. So, you know, after that relationship, I said, you know what? I, I need to take a break. I need to sit down because obviously I'm the common denominator here. Let me fix me and let me manifest what it is that I want into my space. So I'm gonna focus on certain things that I need to do for myself, for, for Sean, and you know, build me any the rest will come. So I was no longer worried about love.
0: Well, Sean, tell tell me about this. So tell me what 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 manifesting looks like for you where, where you're not actively um, looking for love. And and, I, and we've heard the old adages a lot. If you stop looking for it, it'll come and all this other stuff. But when you, when you know, when you, when you just kind of going through it, you ain't trying to listen to no old adage. You just trying to just do whatever, but talk to me <laughs> about, <laughs> at least me, obviously, whatever. I'm talking too much about myself, but um Tell me about what manifestation looks like for you. Like, um, you don't necessarily have to get into specifics unless you want to about what you want out of, a, out of a person or what you want out of life in general. But talk to me what that looks like for you. Is it is it just being focused about it? Is it writing it down? Is it daily? Is it, is it a daily morning thing? What is, it, what is that like for Sean?
1: So one of my really good sisters um, introduced me to, Manifesting, because I'm like, what girl? She's very spiritual. She's very connected um, with her inner self and in her spirituality. So this is something in, in numerology. Like she's big on all these things, right? So manifesting is is just something she truly believes in, right? So she started a group on um, on Facebook, and you know we talk often, and we, in this group she called it the um, three six nine manifestations, right? And she had uh, a whole lot of ladies added that were interested in doing the group exercise. So kind of like a support circle. Cool. And with, with that, we, um, we journal daily at specific times of the day, every single day, regardless of where you are, you better take your journal with you. And, you know, in those, in those moments where you have to journal, it's like, okay, in the morning at a specific time, you write those. a goal right and then the afternoon you're being more you kind of drill down you're being more specific about what you want out out of that goal and then the evening you're breaking it down even further and saying all right this is really what the goal is going to look like by this time frame Mm. and you know I started doing that and it was a 45-day process right but eventually I realized (laughs) <laughs> that I, I down, I had to download something on my phone because when you speak things into your space, you're making it real to you. Mm-hmm. And I started making it real to me. So pretty is one of the things that I, I had in my manifestation. Um, and I had that, you know, I would launch by January uh, 2021. You know, we started this last year sometime. So I, I, um, I said that I would launch by January 20, 2021. Um, and then there were some other things that are still to come, but slowly I'm making it to my goals. Um, but the focus it was extremely important because without that last situation bringing me to uh, a the turning point of you know what I cannot focus. On love, I can't focus on you know other people anymore. I need to focus on me. Right. Like had I not done that, I would not have had as much energy for my own goals mm-hmm. because I was losing myself in these situations.
0: Exactly, exactly.
1: But manifesting is has been manifesting and praying <laughs> have been my lifelines, and also coming into my my own realization that my self-esteem was low because mm. if i had you know um high enough self-esteem i wouldn't allow certain situations to even happen mm. you know but i allowed myself to be beat down to a point where i had no choice but to move on right so now what what my life looks like is you know me speaking things into my my space i don't allow certain things into my space like mm. you're not going to interrupt my peace
0: absolutely
1: and i enjoy being by myself now i literally would cry sometimes you know before having to be alone but now you'll catch me at the movies by myself i love being in my house alone
0: <laughs> it is a good the feeling peaceful. isn't it it's a good feeling oh don't no, get me wrong my my baby just <laughs> left and so and so I, oh. i'm yeah, she was with me for a month, and I and and so don't get me wrong, I love having her here, but at the same time, she actually asked me. She was like, "Daddy, do you like living alone?" I said, "Absolutely." I mean, maybe <laughs> this is your home. Don't get me wrong, okay. You can come here, you can be here as long as you want. I don't have no problem with you being here, but as far as just living with other people, baby, Daddy loves it. Daddy, Daddy loves it. He can get up when he wants. does nothing to get up
1: like here. it. If I want to drink out the juice you. container. <laughs> you can do that. That's your business. <laughs> that is your business. But I really like I literally you don't you don't understand. Like in previous relationships, I could not be by myself. Yeah. And that was that was an insecurity that I had to break. Like I had to break through that because that means I need someone else. And because you need someone else, you'll become codependent mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you'll find anything that will come to you. And so, that could be negative.
0: So, talk to me about this. I I, I like what you said about the self esteem thing. Um, you realize that you that you had low self esteem, and now um, now that might be hard for um, people outside to look at because because like, as I said earlier, you strike me. You always struck me as a person that talented, smart, beautiful. You're like confident sure of yourself and everything like that and i get it because my self-esteem now my self-esteem right now is at an all-time high which is not saying that it's high it's just saying it's higher than what it's out than what it's been because it's been so low for so long
1: you gotta crawl before you can walk
0: <laughs> exactly and you gotta walk before you can run but there were some people that could not like wrap their mind around the fact that like I had low self esteem. Like, well, Jerry, you talented, you this, you handsome, handsome. Who said I was handsome? Like it'd be a back and forth battle with that. Like seriously, still to this day, mm-hmm. I, I I'm working on it. I'm, I'm working on it. But <laughs> the beard helps. But <laughs> but They're gay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, girl, you know, you know, some light. Um, talk to me about how how you had to build up your self-esteem first of all realize that you had low self-esteem and what like self-care things that you were doing for yourself to to build upon that you are the shit
1: oh you're so sweet like you're so amazing um some of the things that i do that i didn't do before that i now have found love for is exercising Mm -hmm. So, you know, and it kind of might look like, or sound like, oh, didn't you say oh, dude was telling you to work out and you, you know, you had a problem with it. But, um, what I had to realize was that there were a lot of things about myself that I found ugly and my body was one of them. And that is a huge hit to your self-esteem. Like, You know, if I don't think I'm pretty, how can I expect someone else to think I'm beautiful? Right. You know, and regardless of the things that I was, you know, my heart and, you know, how I loved other people, how loyal I am to other people, how much I'm there and available for other people, I have to be showing up for myself. Right. And, you know, now what I do is, um, you know, I found. Uh, a newfound love for exercising and I now, I ride, I cycle. Um, yeah,
0: tell me about this cycling, girl, because, yo, oh you, you, you make this, first of all, first of all, I, I am <laughs> low-key addicted to cycling because of you, like. No, I, really? No, no, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I hadn't did it yet, but. <laughs> <laughs> when I, when I, when I, I, I used to do it. I'm, so I'm a start back. It's warm now, so I ain't got to no see yeah, you. Yeah, got it, got it. You on your Instagram, you make this look so good and so fun, and you were pushing yourself. And I see the miles that you're doing. Yo, I'm looking at this and I'm excited. And then I see, um, which already a beautiful woman, but because because you're exercising and you're starting to feel comfortable in in the skin that you're in, the glow radiates even more. I and mean, you can see it even oh, through pictures. You. So 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 talk to me how you got into cycling and now how he's become this big love for you thing. and when you going when you going to take me cycling even though I can't I can't go as long <laughs> as you can go but I'm I'm gonna try.
1: Hey, listen, I will never leave you hanging. Um but I so I have a couple friends here that in Atlanta that um that cycle now and I just one day wanted to ride with them because I had heard like, oh, that can help you with kind of mental release and, you know, you kind of, it's, it can be relaxing, you know? So I needed to find my niche. I needed to find my thing because I had not had or found something for me that actually was my go-to thing that helped me release. Right. Right. So, um, I had like, I started off with a, with a Schwinn, Hybrid, which is extremely heavy and not what you should ride with. Um, but I did, right? And that sounds heavy. fine. It was a good bike, but it definitely wasn't recycling. Um, but I did my first ride, and it might have been like maybe like nine, 10 miles. And although it was a little painful, I enjoyed it so much. So I upgraded my bike. So I have my baby. I call her my I call her baby. And uh, to a trek and now I'm doing like 20, 30 miles, you know, and I'll go by myself, you know, because I found that to be my thing. I can be upset and I'll just go jump on my bike. Right. To just kind of clear my mind. But I needed to find something outside of anyone else that I can do for me to pull me out of certain mind frame and cycling has become that. I had to find that for myself.
0: All right. I'll, I'm going to try it out because I I went once before with a friend. Um, that was a while back and I had fun, but here um, was the issue. And, and <laughs> I'm, I'm going to need your professional, you know, cycling uh, opinion on this. Um,
1: Why do I feel like this is about to be funny? <laughs> issue. Trying to, Did you go, the issue? No? The seats hurt. The seats hurt. The- that's what I was, yeah. Yo, so my booty! I
0: can't rep- got no meat on my booty. So, so I'm sitting on this hard seat, pause. I'm sitting on this hard seat, and oh uh, no!
1: You definitely have to change the seat. You got to change, or just buy a gel, a gel seat, like a gel, gel topper. Yeah. So I have a. I just bought um, a little gel cushion that I could put over my seat.
0: All right, I'm, I'm a, see. Well, I did. I I rented the bikes at Silver Silver Comet Trail, like over there. Oh yeah, yeah.
1: yeah I so love Silver Comet.
0: I, yeah. I think I think I think I think when I try it out, it's getting a little warmer. I'm gonna try it out. I'm gonna go over there. But I'm like, I'm I'm just gonna I'm just gonna tell them like y'all, I ain't got no meat in my booty. Uh, cause Brooklyn say that I ain't got no shelf, <laughs> so my pants be sliding. So I ain't got no meat in my booty. So can I get the super jail seat <laughs> so my booty <laughs> would feel nice. And-
1: they also need to adjust your seat <laughs> to your height. So I don't know if they did that for you, oh, no, but that nobody. matters
0: too. Ain't nobody did that.
1: But. Yeah, they need to adjust your, and, the seat oh, yeah. to your height. Look, like you'll stand yeah, next they, to it, and
0: they're gonna have to do that because even the exercise bikes at the gym, I don't know how to adjust it. I'll be feeling like I'll be either squished. Oh my
1: gosh! Or reaching, oh
0: my. So, so <laughs> I, so I might have to ride with you. The first time so I can see we how gotta this make
1: goes. it happen. We really gotta make it happen. Like for real. We do.
0: All, we right. All right. So <laughs> I'm so look, this conversation has been enlightening. I'm glad, like, like like I said, you're glow. Um, and when I even I and I didn't I didn't even think out this podcast episode. I literally saw your picture, thought about it, and pitched it to you, like went into your DM and pitched it to you. So that should <laughs> tell you what you what, what what other people are seeing when they see you and I and I'm I'm so happy that you're happy. That's the Thank main you.
1: thing. I'm so Thank happy you. You. I appreciate that too because that's major. I didn't you because I'm so focused on myself, I don't I don't realize
0: how and, other and, people and, might that's be <laughs> and that's the beauty of it. And, and and even with the working out you beforehand you was working out for somebody else. Now you're working out for you. That's the difference. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. The difference. So Finally, just tell me about this boutique because you mentioned it beforehand. Um, I kind of got a small bone to pick with you about it, but before I, I before before I talk about it, tell me about your your boutique. Well, tell the world about your boutique.
1: Well, world, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, Pretty Girl Teak is a women's boutique that, um, is we cater to petite women. I'm a petite woman. And I noticed that it's very difficult for me to find certain things to wear. So like my dresses, if I order them from other boutiques, might be too long. My pants might be too long, you know, so I cater to the petite woman, but we have something for everyone. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, So women's accessories and um, and clothing. And um, I'm on Instagram as pretty girl teak t-i-q-u-e um mm. and the website is on the way so this is something that is still in the works but working on it you can still order from me but the website is just it's in maintenance right now
0: okay okay um so i went to the the instagram right because i mm-hmm. because i like to be i like to research my guests before they come on it's about damn time um why, why why most of the models and I again I've known you for years so it's not like I'm stalking your body or anything I know you yeah yeah you yeah, have, have tattoos that i I've, I've been familiar with for over the years why 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 are you even you showing your face on these pictures
1: <laughs> so my face it does not matter it is the clothes I really want people and I also wanted different body types so. Right. My sister is one of my models, and she's very slim, mm-hmm. right? And um, but she she's slim with a little shape. Mm-hmm. And me, I'm not. I'm petite, and I have a shape. Mm-hmm. And then my best friend, she's tall, and mm-hmm. she has a shape, right? Um, and I also uh, I don't know if I posted this one yet, but I have something coming for my full size ladies. Mm-hmm. That um, you know, I I want something for everyone you know regardless if you slim if you thick, if you're you know not so shapely but you still want to look good and nice and something flattering to your shape we have it
0: okay okay all right yeah so the, the, the face the face, face don't doesn't look.
1: matter face all don't right. matter
0: all right i just, you know what i had i felt that way but i had to ass because i was like yo this <laughs> clearly is this i don't know i don't know what she doing i don't know what she's doing right now but okay all
1: right. Everybody doesn't know me. Everyone doesn't know me. Okay.
0: Okay. Fine. 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 Maybe it's me. Well, first of all, I I want to thank you so much for for joining me. i Look, this has been a great conversation. We had a chance to catch up, and it's a podcast yes. episode.
1: See? Easy, easy, easy peasy. Two birds. Easy. Two birds, one stone. And I really appreciate you inviting me. This is um, you know, this would be hopefully therapeutic for someone. It's definitely helpful for me
0: take so me, too.
1: me out of my my comfort zone and to do something different so thank yeah. you for was, inviting
0: because 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 now i i feel like in all those relationships and everything else that you've been dealing with i feel like our friendship was a little lost so i'm this i feel like this is gonna put us back on track absolutely uh, I, I already got you on recorded record they'll be going bike riding
1: <laughs> we're definitely going bike riding you know? That's for sure it's warming up
0: All we're right, go. so So, all right. So, sometime in March, I'm gonna hit you up after I take my science medication, and maybe I need to start jump roping and running beforehand to (coughs) prepare. Cause I'm scared that I know you're gonna lose, ain't gonna leave me, but I don't want to be that. I'm not gonna leave
1: you. I will not leave you. It doesn't even matter. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, sweetheart. I got you. That's
0: what I'm saying, girl. (laughs) Shonda, I appreciate you so much. Thank you for coming. Thank you. Once again, I would like to thank my guest Tashanda for stopping by. It was great having the conversation with you and catching up. And you're right, two birds with one stone, because we caught up and it's a podcast episode. It's the best of both worlds. So thank you so much. If you want to check out Tashanda on, on IG, as well as look at Pretty Girl Teak on IG, don't fret. I got you. It's in the show notes. So, all the information is right there. Just go to it, click on it, and follow. Just like that. Just like that. Now, before I get out of here, I'm sorry, y'all. I wanted to announce that it's about damn time you get free stuff giveaway, but technical issues with Apple is stopping me from doing that. I'll work it behind the scenes to try to get it fixed, but I want to postpone it for right now just to make sure that it's fair for everybody. So stay tuned. I'll restart it up really soon. Fingers crossed. So that's all I got for you this week. So until next time, I'll see you next week.